Hi, I'm Jackie. And I'm Seth. And this is Never TMI. Where we talk about real things. And nothing is ever off limits. Well, hello, hello guys. Excuse my voice. I am a little ill. <laughs> but we're trucking along. Is it trekking? Trugging? Trucking? I think it's trucking. Trekking, maybe. Trekking. We've had so many of these little, like, one-liner quotes come up. I know in that the I'm like, that is that even real? Guessing. Who knows? But I was thinking today, is it a, if someone is like a real estate tycoon or typhoon, and I literally <laughs> had to look it up because I was like, I know one is a storm. <laughs> and I literally almost said, wow, that's a, are you like a real estate typhoon? typhoon <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> but tycoon. it's definitely tycoon. That's funny. Typhoon is a storm. Tycoon is like a boss. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that about tycoon, so that's good to know. But well, yeah, that's the <coughs> be a slang way to say it. I, yeah, it's like someone who's very cool or like a, an actual no, like positional very boss. Established, like they're Got a it. dominant player in their mm, field or mm, whatever. Mm. I see. So. Um, well, yeah. That being said, I'm a little <laughs> under the weather, and um, but I'm so excited. We're still so excited to talk to you about this topic today. Um, I don't know. It, we're we're going to be talking about um, drinking. Drugs. Yeah, just like substance, <laughs> which sounds very serious, but like where we're at with it now, kind of our history with it, how we deal with it in the family, in the home, um, our views on it, all that kind of stuff, just like our personal opinion. And um, we always just want to be as open as possible with you guys. And I think it's fun to like dialogue about these things because I feel like, you know, we're still definitely in the process, I would say, or like we're, we're always learning new things and kind of implementing new things. And so um, we just kind of want to share with you about that. I get a quite, quite a few questions every now and then about like, do you guys drink and all that kind of stuff, which I feel like every now and then I'll post a little picture of a cheers of my fake margarita and his real margarita, man, I want a margarita, but um. So yeah, people ask if we drink or how we kind of do that or handle that. So thought it'd be a fun topic to cover. Um, I feel like it's one of those things that I always, <clears throat> I always wonder, like some of the people that you, like my role models or people that I look yeah. up to, it's like, do you drink? Like, what is your view on it? Because totally. I, and we'll get into it, but I feel like it's such a personal decision and there's, you could definitely yeah. find evidence like for and against it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And so you really have to like come down to a decision. Is this good for me? Is it beneficial for me? Yeah. Is it helping me get where I want to go? Like those are some of the questions I think you have to ask. But I I, yeah. I wish it's like that would be a question that of some of my role models. It's like, yeah, what is your stance on this? So like it's kind of nice. I wish... I don't know, maybe we're sowing the seed today that we will get feedback from other people. And not that it matters what other people do. I, I mean, guess, we, we literally just asked our marriage counselors. It's like, yeah, out it's of sheer curiosity, I think. And I think there's reasonings as to why we are, like, curious about it. Um, just from, like, our, I, I don't know, just our upbringing, our history, or whatever. Um, but it's honestly helped form kind of how we handle it. Just which I don't think is a, is a bad thing. Like using 
wise counsel or people who you really respect and love and like what does it look like to healthily do this or do you not at all or sorry I I feel repulsive right now I'm sorry (laughs) I feel like I'm like sniffing every 10 seconds but yeah so um thank you guys for we're so thankful just for you guys and so thanks for even listening and for being here it's so special and it's it's just a gift to be able to sit and talk to you guys it truly does feel like we're talking with you even though we can't see you it does it does feel special and intimate so without further ado i mean even before we get into it i guess like and this might be a little off off topic but what would you say is something that you feel like you're learning right now oh it is a little off topic but okay i'll take it i like it like what am i learning right now man well i i mean we like we literally just had marriage counseling and i would say i the thing that i feel like i at least i'm working on right now and i would say learning um but more so needing to work on is just like i just like there's and i talked a little bit about it actually in the last episode when it was just me but it's like i have this vision of who i want to be um where i want to be the mom i want to be the homemaker i want to be and i feel so far from it and i feel like i'm in the middle of like learning to give myself grace with that but also to like do the work you know like i'm kind of Mm. not you know for whatever reasons that could easily become excuses i feel like i'm not um doing that so even you know like we talked about marriage counseling like the argument we got into and i just wanted to like blow up because i was so angry that was like an example of like okay if I want something to change, like I'm going to need to like do something about it. So like maybe have some self-control, maybe handle it differently. Maybe like, even though it was one of the most painful, frustrating, hard things to do was to literally just force myself to have self-control no. in that moment. Cause everything inside of me wanted to like blow. Um, it was like, Whoa, this is work. This is a lot. And it was like, fighting every ounce of my flesh so like you're that, not gonna get the results if, no, unless you choose i'm to never gonna go get better yeah. if i don't do something about it so it's good i would say that for sure what about you um <clears throat> i mean when you threw up marriage counseling i think that's what sparked the thought and so i was just curious but i would say really working on <clears throat> or I, I'm learning the difference between empathy and sympathy mm. and how to be empathetic. I feel like I've not done a good <laughs> job of that. Excuse you. Excuse me. No, you're good. I feel like I've not done a good job of being uh, empathetic. I can be sympathetic, mm. but like I recently we watched this video. It's just like a cute little cartoon video that someone made of like it's like an illustration of empathy illustration yes defining empathy and sympathy yeah and it's like sympathy is being able to be at a distance and say like i'm sorry you feel this way and that sucks like 
you know, woe is you, all that stuff. But empathy is then being able to like draw yourself close to that person and put yourself in their space and then actually feel or try to relate to the feelings that they're feeling in that moment. Mm. And I feel like I, I don't really do that often, nor do I do it well. Mm. So like really trying to, like with Jackie, trying to connect my <coughs> emotions with her in a sense and actually learn to like speak with her in an emotional language, I guess. That makes sense. I will say, yesterday, you did a wonderful, beautiful job of being empathetic. Do you know what I'm talking about? I was trying so hard, <laughs> and I didn't even know. I had no idea. It was, it, it was like... Actually, you know what oh. I, I thought about? We just watched this documentary called The Work, mm. and it was a, it was like a homework assignment I had in this book that I'm reading to watch this documentary. Well, what book? Uh, the book that I'm reading is called The Intentional Father. Mm. And so it was, um, but the documentary is about inmates in prison. Most of them are, well, I I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say most of them are there for life, but, um, a lot of them have long terms and, uh, but there's a program and I I really don't know that much about it, but that the documentary, there was a, a point in there where there's like a, a facilitator so these guys it's like inmates and guys from the outside world come together and they basically do like a four-day intensive counseling session it's like this massive experience yeah and it's it's just as much an experience for the inmates as it is for the people mm-hmm. coming from the outside world and it's almost it's interesting you guys should just watch it i won't go into mm-hmm. all that but there was a facilitator in there who I felt like when I saw this moment, he did a, he like made the point to say, I, there's not many emotions I don't know how to relate to, but I don't know how to relate to this. Mm. And he came up to the guy and he just sat with it and he mm-hmm. was like, I'm sorry. I just like, want to sit so next s- to you. I just, he's like, I just want to sit next to you. And I'm so sorry. Mm. And that was like, mm. that to me was just like the, I literally look, we, we like looked at each other and we were like, that is empathy. Like yeah, that. It was like a perfect, beautiful real life um, example of someone showing empathy. And that was what I was, yeah. I kept going back to that yesterday in the car. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what to say. But no, I, I had texted Seth. <coughs> Excuse me. I texted Seth and I said, can you please pray for me? Cause I'm just like really struggling. Obviously I don't feel great. Like I am pregnant. I'm like this past week, I'm really feeling anyone who asks me how I am. I'm like, I can't help but to be like, I can't lie. Like (laughs) I'm struggling. Um, but so I texted Seth and it was like, the girls were being a little difficult and I was like, I'm really struggling. Can you pray for me? And it like, I think you called, but then when you got home, it was like, it was just like, so it was so much more helpful. Like your response was so much more helpful than you being like, well, at least, and that was part of the video too. It was like empathy an empathetic response hardly ever starts with at least. Um, Do you remember that Mm -hmm. part? Mm -hmm. And it's so true because it's like, 
all you're doing by saying at least is trying is like dumbing down my feelings. So it's like yeah. at least you are pregnant. Like at least you could get pregnant. At least you like you only have this much yeah. time left. It's like it kind of negates and takes away from like whatever. So I loved like I could really tell that you were like putting in an effort and it but it was actually helpful. It wasn't just like, oh, he's just trying to be empathetic. It was like, no, you're clearly trying really hard and this is really <laughs> helping. Because <laughs> it was just like nice for you to just for once be, I mean, that that sounds terrible. But like, for, like it was just one of the first times that you were just like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. That must be so hard. I'm so proud of you. But like, man, I'm sorry that that must be tough. And it was like, sometimes, like that was just all I needed. It was like, yes. This is tough, and thank you for seeing that and just essentially, like, be tender with me today and have grace with me today because I'm really having a hard time. But, like, I didn't need an answer. I didn't need a fix. There's nothing you can do, you know? It's like you can't take this away from me. Yeah. Um, so it's just beautiful. But... Um, it still makes no sense to me sometimes, just being honest. It's yeah, like how I feel someone, like most men don't understand that, though. I just feel like having some type of tangible action item of like resolution mm -hmm. is always something that would be beneficial to me. So like, but think of like if, if your mom died, like if there's nothing someone can do, it's just like, no, this really hurts. Right. And those, but that's where it's like, I feel like we're talking about and they, I know this sounds terrible, but in my mind, those are just two different extremes. Well, they're, of, they're of course, on different planes. But, like, or if you lose out on a massive deal or you broke your foot. Like, there's, like, there's nothing. I can't take that from you. You're clearly having a hard time with that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, it's, like, I don't need you to be, like, let's think of all the positives here. It's, like, yeah. it, this sucks. Sorry. It just is what it is. Like, I don't feel good. I'm pregnant. My body hurts. I can, I'm capable of thinking all the positives, you know what I mean? But, like, mentally, I'm just, like, I need to, like, sit and be sad right now. No. And that, for some people, like, is way more helpful at times. I think especially for women, too. It's, like, we're capable of pulling ourselves out of a rut. But sometimes it's nice to literally have, like, a friend to be, like, or, you know, when you want to vent or something. It's just, like, you don't always need an answer. Sometimes it's nice to just be, like, I'm really sad. It's like, okay, that's okay. Let's be sad. I'll sit next to you. Mm. We can watch something together and just let's have a night, you know? But anyway, okay, let's get into it. Well, yes, we definitely digress there. So today we're talking about our ranking, our history with drinking, smoking, kind of our thought process, like kind of just like where we yeah. came from. The journey we went through to where we got to where we mm -hmm. are with it today. And yeah. again, like Jackie mentioned, a lot she gets a lot of questions asking about this and sometimes I feel like it's kind of a controversial topic. And also it's something that we wish we kinda knew or heard more about, I think. And so mm -hmm. that's you know, never TMI. We're gonna just disclose and share with you guys some of our thoughts on it. Some of you guys might disagree that's totally fine but this is just kind of where we're at with it and kind of where we're going so mm -hmm. you want to kick us off sure um 
I will say as far as my past or my history with like substance in general, drugs, alcohol, all that kind of stuff. I was very like my parents were incredibly strict and um, they also didn't drink at all. So there was never any alcohol in our house. There was never a day that I saw them drink in my life. And so they um, they had made that decision on their own like before we were even born. So they never drank. Um, we were born and raised in a very like, I would say pretty conservative, just very strict household. Wait, did they drink before they had kids? My dad didn't like the taste of it and never was really into it. And then my mom did, but not like heavily or anything, but she just liked beer. Like she liked the taste of beer and all that kind of stuff. And so I think she would drink like non-alcoholic beers sometimes or something like when they like got married, my dad, they, they both made the decision together. Mm. Um, but my mom did, but never, it was never like heavily or anything like that. So, um, I can confidently say that they both never went through like this crazy fun party. Like they're, they're both just not like that. So, um, anyway, uh, my view of alcohol was just like, it's like, I wasn't even really into it. It wasn't something I was like desperate to do, but I also was like petrified to ever take a sip of alcohol in, you know, high school, whatever. So the first time I drank was in, college I think I was like 18 or 19 um and it was just with like a a friend and I I mean I got so so drunk um and that was like my first experience with it and I was just like oh that was actually kind of fun not the best feeling in the world but um it was fun and it was a good experience and it was just crazy and like whatever so that like for the way it looked for me personally more so I would say like when I look back on my life alcohol has always been a very like private thing for me so like it was definitely an unhealthy thing but it was it was more of like a silent personal struggle that didn't even feel like a struggle at the time I would say when I lived by myself in Chicago I I would have like mostly wine like I would I literally could down like a bottle of wine like a, a Moscato like wine that tasted just like gummy bears essentially <laughs> um but like it was just me I lived by myself I would turn on a movie I'd wake up at 3 um p.m the next day just because I could and I went I jammed all my classes in on like two days a week and like I would eat chipotle go to class come home and do the same thing like so it was a very like it was a very unhealthy thing um but it i wasn't like causing any harm to anyone so it didn't really feel like a huge issue it was just like something i was clearly like looked forward to and was reliant on um and then especially for i would say like social events or for um even work like when I was a photographer I would definitely drink a little bit beforehand just to and I, I think that's part of my personality like people really expected me to be on 
And so like for work and stuff like that, for clients, it was just like, oh, I'm your photographer, fun, bubbly, crazy. Like I'm going to get the best shot. Um, and like it would take the nerve away from like the seriousness of the job or um, like I, I'll never forget going to class one day and I was so tired and I was just kind of keeping to myself. I was just like just a morning. I was a little off. Not even I was just being me. I was just tired and I was being quiet. And the amount of people that asked me what was wrong that day, like, are you okay? Like, how are you, you like, Jackie, you good? Like you just seem whatever. And it was simply because I was not like putting on this show, you know? Um, so that's what was expected of me for so long. And alcohol was just a way to like get me there. Um, so that was kind of my, experience with it and then I feel like when Seth and I met you and I would go out on the weekends Chicago um we would always fight get drunk whatever and then I feel like out of fear of like I don't want him to cheat on me I don't want him to like do something dumb or make like he he's not fully in control if he's drinking too much like or we, it would just be dumb stuff. Like, oh, this girl put her arm around you and, like, you didn't even really notice or care because you were drunk. Um, and I was, like, kind of drunk, but I was a little bit more aware than you. <laughs> like, so it was just, like, it always was a fight every single weekend. And alcohol was, like, the main culprit. So then I hit a point where I was, like, no, I don't want to drink anymore and you shouldn't either. Like, I don't want you to drink. You can't handle it and all that kind of stuff. Um... <laughs> So that was just like, and that, again, that was just fear. That was like insecurity and, and also knowing like this isn't healthy. I don't really know how to healthily go about this. All the people and pastors and like, I don't know, people I respected at the time just didn't drink. There there wasn't really an example for me that felt like they live like, a life that I would want to model and they drink like I, that didn't really exist at the time. It's just, I wasn't exposed to it yet. So it was like, that's what we need to do. It's just not drink, you know? So I feel like when we got married, I'll let you talk about all that, but that was kind of like my past with it, my history with it and experience with it. And I, I would say mine's similar <clears throat> in the sense that growing up, you know, my parents didn't drink. That We had no alcohol in our house. And, the I mean, the only alcohol we I ever remember growing up was my dad in the summers would get like a Mike's Hard Lemonade <laughs> six-pack. And after he mowed the yard, he would come in and crack one open, and it always looked so refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the beginning of our relationship that you would go for Mike's Hard Lemonade. I, that was and I was always like, well, this tastes like sugar. Like, it was so sweet. I was like, what is this? But yeah. I, and I didn't know that, that that was why. It's cute. That's probably why. But yeah, I mean, literally, that would be like, it would take him six weeks to finish a six-pack because he would have one, one a week. Like, <laughs> so That's cute. no alcohol in the house. Um, and I, I don't think it was... And I think you were there. We were dating, which uh -huh. means I, I had left Wheaton at this point before I really think I saw even my parents have any 
I think I alcohol. just saw your dad. It was like a, a holiday party. It was at a holiday party. We were back in Zionsville, and he had like a glass of glass wine of or something. red wine. I was like, and I was what? blown away. I was like, what? I think, why? I literally was like, your, does your parents drink? And you literally didn't know. You were like, I, it, that was <laughs> I the first time so. I ever But um, yeah, I, I drank a little bit in high school. I think similar, similar to Jackie, first time I drank, I basically blacked out <laughs> and didn't, I really it's didn't drink funny, a whole lot funny. in high school. It was more, well, and then I went to Wheaton, which <clears throat> Wheaton had a very strict policy of, you know, no drugs, no alcohol, no dancing, no, a lot even of if stuff. you're 21, it didn't matter. It's right. like they're, yeah. And I actually, I, I did for the most part, stick to their covenant for the first like couple years um i that was something i felt convicted about and then i just fell off the face of the earth lost my conviction and really started to uh just kind of explore like alcohol and drug or sm- you know smoking <clears throat> and stuff like that Probably was that the only kind of like substance you've ever done was like weed? Yeah, I haven't done any like hardcore. I was just curious. Um, but so yeah, I you know it was really a social thing at that point. Yeah. So at Wheaton, then you know living in Chicago, like we lived downtown. It like the thing to do was literally just go out and hang out at the bars and. And stuff like that. And um, I definitely think, you know, th- there was a piece of it that was just, it was fun. Like that was a, yeah. a social event. That was the thing to do. You know, it felt good. Like it was fun to hang out with your friends and do yeah. that stuff. And so <clears throat> it wasn't really <coughs> like looking back on it, there were definitely some issues with it for multiple reasons. But I don't think I really started to feel convicted with drinking until Jackie and I, <clears throat> excuse me, until Jackie and I really started to like date and become serious in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point when, you know, we'd had some conversations of like talking about boundaries. And I know we've done an episode on boundaries, but like part of it was disclosing to each other, like, hey, like this is this is what I'm doing tonight. I'm going to go out or I'm going to stay at home and I'm having a drink or mm-hmm. like I smoked, like whatever. And so like having to start to like disclose these things to, to someone else, let alone to like Jackie, this girl that I'm dating and pursuing, it was just like, whoa, I'm having to tell her this like a lot or mm-hmm. just like, <laughs> like, and it's, Hi, it's like, 3 p.m. And yeah. And it was just kind of like, it kind of got almost uncomfortable to be like, and that's that's honestly where I think a lot of the deceit mm-hmm. started to creep in too because it's like I want to project this better image, but yeah, really I don't care. Like I enjoy this life. Like I don't mm-hmm. mind waking up and lighting it up. Like it's just <laughs> like that's not, that's fun to me, whatever. Yeah. And so really having like that accountability, I think, is when I started to see how much I was doing it. And then, you know, as you kind of like pull back and look at it, you know, 
in hindsight, it's just I was not living like a healthy lifestyle. And um Which is so common for like Yeah. Unfortunately, but it is. It's 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 so like mm-hmm. you're still growing and figuring yourself out and so yeah. I think it, it, it was definitely like a tug in two directions, which right. I get. And so I think for both of us we can say that we were definitely like engaged in substance to an unhealthy level Mm -hmm. like we didn't really have self-control we were drinking to get drunk we were you know it was a social thing and it also helped us essentially like you know like what jackie was saying with photography like i would smoke for the sake of school whether Mm -hmm. it was just to like study yeah whether it was to help me study or whether it was to just decompress from the stress of studying Mm -hmm. and, and stuff so like it definitely became something that we were relying on for a purpose that you know, yeah. wasn't like a healthy mm-hmm. substitute of, or a healthy way to handle the the pressures of life. Yeah, like it almost became stressful if I didn't have that. Right. Like it was like, oh I no. I remember I would, like if I... <laughs> ran out? <laughs> yeah, if I ran out, it was like, how fast can I get yeah. more of something? Where, how do I do this? Yeah, and so... Just the, uh, I definitely remember periods of that, but, um, yeah. And so, you know, we, and I I think the, the cool thing about doing this podcast, I think we've talked about this Mm. one day, I believe that our, our kids, our daughters and all the other kids that we're going to have, they're going to like, this is going to be out there for them to come listen to. Yeah. And. Should they choose to? Should they yeah. choose to? Yeah, it's not like we're going to force them to, but to be able to like tell them our yeah. experience, but then also yeah. to like tell them, hey, this wasn't the best way to do it. And mm-hmm. I definitely think with with alcohol, with drinking, with you know drugs and stuff, like we, and it's hard, but we learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things that's just like, oh, I. Like, I saw my parents were great examples growing up. Like, and I guess to even backtrack, my both of my grandpas were uh, alcoholics. Mm. So, like, my mom and my dad were raised in homes with fathers who were alcoholics, who were, mm-hmm. and there's a lot that goes with that. And I think that's part of why they made the decision to not drink yeah. or not have alcohol in the home. Because they saw the detrimental effects of the that. potential, yeah, and um, I'm sure too. Even in myself, like looking back on that, there's some genetic. What what is it called? Pre, uh, predisposition. Predisposition, yeah, predispositions, Maybe. yeah. Where, you know, I would be more susceptible to becoming like an alcoholic or having issues with yeah. substance abuse and. Um, and so, like, looking back on it, you know, those are probably, uh, I can say now that those weren't wise decisions of me in my past. And so it really took me, like, probably too long even just to, like, figure out my balance with alcohol and stuff like that. And I've I've definitely gone from extremes to, like, drinking, not caring, having no boundaries with it, to literally, like what Jacob said, trying to not drink at all. Well, I think, and... That's something I want to touch on too is like the the 
opposite extreme that we kind of felt like we had to to go to like it at least i know you did i did for a little bit and it was like oh this simply can't be a part of our lives if we want to be quote-unquote good people or if we want to be godly people or if we want to have like a healthy life style like this can't be a part of our lives and we we kind of shifted our mindset to such an extreme alcohol is a bad thing it's a negative thing um weed is a bad thing i think because of just our experience together and just kind of what it looked like and the power that it had in our relationship um and over us, it was just kind of like, oh, this is bad. This is negative. Mm-hmm. So we need to eradicate it completely. And I think, you know, it. I'm a very impressionable person. So, like, if I, you know, one of the churches that I went to was just purely against it, very aggressively against it. It was like there's no room for alcohol in your life. Like, all it's going to do is just keep you from things, and it's not good, and it leads to alcoholism and all that kind of stuff. So I really took to that. And even though I didn't feel like something inside of me didn't feel a hundred percent like, mm, I'm like, I feel like there's a way, but like, okay. So I feel like there, when people don't have, I, I mean, what we essentially had to do was literally go figure it out for ourselves. Um, we, we personally, because we're, um, believers, um, Christians, we went to the word and we were like, let's figure this out on our own. Um, and then we talked to people that we really respected, um, who had a marriage that we look up to or character, um, integrity, all this kind of stuff, um, who were living lives that we like would be, that we, um, admire and respect and would ask them, um, and just kind of get like, I mean, our good, well, whatever. Um, I was going to go off on another tangent, unnecessary, but yeah, like asking, like we kind of had to like figure it out for ourselves because for so long we were like, oh, we, we, we see this and we hear this, like we're done. That now, now it's something that we're both like really against and we are kind of like fighting, but then there would be like, for instance, like a wedding or, you know, a, a guy's trip when you're like with your guy friends that you haven't seen in a long time and you just, you know, no one's there to like get hammered. It's just like, Oh, there's a beer. Um, and something like, why is this such a big deal? So I feel like we would kind of wrestle for a while and be like, why can't I have a glass of champagne? Like, why can't I toast with my, (laughs) like I'm at a bachelorette party. Like I can't even have a drink. Like it just felt like there's gotta be a better way. Cause this feels like super unnecessarily aggressive as well. Um, and I feel like it wasn't until we really tried to like get figured out for ourselves. Like that's just kind of what we ended up needing to do. Hey guys, want to take a quick minute here to tell you about an app called OathCare. OathCare is a free app and it's about building a new model of healthcare that's rooted in community. Yes, it is really cool. It is specifically designed for mothers at any phase Um, And the really cool thing is, is that you, whatever phase you're in of motherhood, whether you're pregnant, whether you just had a baby, if you have a toddler, just a young child, this app is for you. You can kind of join at any stage. 
Um, and the community is incredible, very uplifting, warm, positive. It's not like, I don't know, it's not overwhelming. You don't feel bombarded with a bunch of information. It's just such an encouraging space where you can get wisdom from other moms who have done what you've done or just have like the community that sometimes can be missing in motherhood. Um, it can be an isolating journey. So if you need more than the motherhood community aspect, there are professionals that are literally at your expense 24 seven that you have access to, which is really cool. So if you need help in pretty much any area, um, a literal professional in whatever specific field you need help in is going to be there at the ready for you. So if you need more information, go to oathcare.com or just go straight to the app store. It's completely free, which is really amazing. I absolutely love that. Um, and download it and enjoy. And I think in that journey, we we figured out that, like, alcohol in itself isn't a bad thing. Yeah. But it can definitely lead to undesirable results. And if you guys, you know, go back to our first episode that where we go into our story, substance was definitely, like, a huge part mm-hmm. of the issues, our, our issues, my issues early on in our marriage. Like, that was a... Yeah. Um, a big issue. And again, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the, that alcohol was like the problem. Mm -hmm. It was the way that I was then going about and manipulating alcohol. Like it was just creating this stumbling block for me of like, now I'm being deceitful. Now I'm, you know, or like the lack of self-control. I'm just simply not mature enough to Mm -hmm. handle this in a way that is right. Healthy. And so, you know, that definitely led to, you know, undes- like I said, undesirable results that by all means called for like a timeout to reevaluate yeah. and say like, okay, what are we doing here? And, um, but I think like, like you said, like we kept coming up with these, these situations where it was like, why is this such a big deal? Mm-hmm. Like a wedding again, I think that's yeah. a great example of like, to have self-control, to have a toast, to, you know, not drink <coughs> with the intention to get drunk, like, <clears throat> yeah, and, and so that's kind of the, the, one of the conclusions we came to is alcohol in itself isn't necessarily a bad thing. It can definitely be abused and used and become bad, and it can lead to undesirable results, but yeah. with proper boundaries, with mm-hmm. proper, um, accountability like there is a there is a way to do it in a responsible manner is something we found yeah and i think too like you everyone is going to have a unique situation like i we're both at the point where we don't need we are not going to get drunk we're not like being drunk is not the reason that we drink nor will it be like that for us is a no. That's like a boundary that we've had to set. And it's like we, that's no longer a part of our lives. Um, it's not an option. So when it comes to drinking, like if I'm someone, like if that's a boundary that we've set and agreed upon and I can't keep that, then maybe I do need to take an extreme measure and not drink. And maybe it can't be in the house. Maybe it can't, like maybe it's something I'm not, um, 
mature enough in that area to handle and that's okay so I think you have to know yourself too because for us there was a period of time there was a period of time that Seth was like I'm not gonna drink like I clearly or smoke or something like that it was like I'm not able to there's no such thing as boundaries if it's around I want to do it and or it's just on my mind and I just keep going there and so it's like okay clearly we can't handle this and that's okay um but I think you know, even smoking, even a weed or whatever, like obviously um, there's substances that are not good for you whatsoever. Um, but in our opinion, in my opinion, and I'm pretty confident in Seth's opinion as well, there are many cases where we really support it. I know for a ton of athletes, I know for um, people who might be sick, like medicinal uses and all that kind of stuff like there are so many benefits to it we don't think it's a bad thing at all and um for people in the proper context absolutely like but again if you're dependent on it um that that is for us that's where the line is and so and there's also just a way like i think for us like you know smoking all that kind of stuff like alcohol within reason i i'd say we've pretty much set um some boundaries just around like when it's like it's not we're not just always having like hard alcohol on hand or <laughs> like it's very it's like a special it's a special occasion or like a football season or like whatever um it's kind <laughs> of like <laughs> we want there to be somewhat of a reason and it's not just like you know and i would say most of that is because we have kids and we like don't want to just like you know for us personally, not saying this is wrong, but like to have like a margarita at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday for no reason um, is not necessarily something that we want for ourselves. And even just not not just because it's alcohol, but like health wise, like we're not going to have Coke in the house either because it's not necessarily like helping us reach our goals. So it is a luxury. It is an extra. It is like a special kind of thing so just like we wouldn't order takeout every night it's just one of those things that we've set some boundaries with which i think is really important yeah i think it's definitely one of those things that it's it can be permissible but it can also not be productive yeah so depending on like where you're going and even you know again we've learned the hard way Mm -hmm. so I, i i guess i wouldn't even recommend necessarily our path to figuring out Oh, what are my tolerances? What are my levels? Yeah. Like that's something that I, I think that we, you know, we've, we've definitely had to learn the hard way. Mm -hmm. And, um, but there, there are definitely some caveats to like, like what Jackie's saying, having some really serious boundaries Mm -hmm. to, it's gotta be the right place, the right time, the right amount. Like I'm going to have peace about it. Yeah. And so I think something that we've also kind of figured out as we as we look at this in hindsight is that you know a piece of this is like our experience with alcohol as young or as old old kids young adults was very unhealthy mm-hmm. and we don't want that for our kids mm-hmm. and so it's like how do we create an environment where we can you know be with and alongside of our of Kennedy and Evan knowing that there is a day when 
these decisions or these things are going to come up in mm-hmm. their life. And I think that is the thing that I think about to my past of like, and again, this is nothing against the way that my parents did it. I totally understand given the reasoning, their, their yeah. history with it. And, and, you know, they, I would say that they were even, they were way more wise than I was in terms of the way that they handled it, but it created an environment for me to not like, it was never talked about. Mm -hmm. Alcohol wasn't really talked about. And granted, I never brought it up to them as to really say like, Hey, what is this? What do you think about it? And, um, I kind of felt like maybe there was an expectation to know that it wasn't, that it was wrong just Mm -hmm. growing up in the church and and stuff like that. But it was never talked about. And it was kind of like this, Oh, like this shiny object that's Mm -hmm. out there. That's like, Hey, what is this thing? Like, let me kind of figure it out. Everyone's doing it. Like it's the cool thing to do. Is it that bad? Right. And so that, um, like I, I guess I didn't <laughs> feel like I really had a safe space to come and like mm-hmm. ask those. So we really want to create that environment for our kids. Um, and just to, we also want to, like, we want to create the environment for safety in everything. We want them to be able to come to us and talk to us about anything. And I think how we do that, we're still learning every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll continue to learn, obviously. Um because I think it is a lot harder than it seems. Um, I'm sure for my parents, they absolutely wanted the same things, but naturally when you are a parent and you set boundaries and you, you know, it's like, uh, you know, there's so many things I'm sure I could have talked to my parents about that. I just never would have because it was like, no, I know how you feel about this. I'm not going to ask you about this. I'm scared to get in trouble. So there's just like that natural um, bend. But I think when it comes to alcohol, even like we do want to be a healthy example of what it can look like in someone's lives or in someone's life and in our lives where like it doesn't rule our lives. It's not like necessary but it's something that we're able to enjoy just like a bowl of ice cream. You know, like I want it to be a topic that they feel so free to be like, oh, why do you drink sometimes? Or why do we, why do you get a drink when we go to a restaurant? And why not at home? Or why, whatever. Like I want, we want it to be just kind of like dismantled. Like we don't want it to be this massive taboo subject that's like such a big deal that. Um, is bad or really good or that we need or whatever. Like um, I just want to take away this like stigma and, and show them that it can be done healthily. And so, you know, like we said, every now and then we'll absolutely have a drink. And for a while we were like, do we ever want it in the home? Like (laughs) I wanted this like cute bar cart, but it's like, is that a good idea? We don't know. Um, Or like maybe, as long as we're not in front of the kids, we don't want to drink. So like we've gone through so many little and, and who knows if we're doing it wrong. But right now we've, we both feel comfortable and at peace with like, it's okay to drink. Like it, it again, alcohol is not bad in and of itself. It can get unhealthy. Um, so we will have a drink here and there. Um, we try to keep it to like special ish occasions or after the kids go down or, um, not every day, but, 
Um, and that too, just being like your own barometer. Like I feel like for us having Each that freedom and safety to be like, mm, maybe, or like for me, I remember there was definitely a season probably before I got pregnant. I was like having a glass of wine or two almost every single night. And it was like, maybe this isn't the best thing. Like I probably shouldn't be grabbing that $3 bottle at Trader Joe's every time we go. Um, just because it was like, oh, this is clearly something I'm like starting to really look forward to in the evening. And, um, I don't know. It, it just being able to have that like safe, comfortable, like, Hey Jackie, like, this is probably something I'm seeing a little extra or just even, even in like a joking way being like, okay, do you really need like a second, whatever? Um, so it doesn't need to be that serious. And I think I'm, I personally am, am passionate about just like, nothing has to be that serious. Like it, it doesn't have to be that big of a deal. Any serious conversation, or if you have to, if you have something to say, or if you feel, feel some type of way, like it's okay. Like that's the point of a safe environment. That's the point of creating like this, like, but it's like, no, like I love Seth more than anything. He's my best friend. Like it doesn't have to be so like, okay, but Seth, I think you've had two drinks and you know, I just want you to be careful. It's like, all right, look, bro, chill. Like, I don't think we need a third one, like something like that. So I, I definitely agree, but I also think it, it does have to be that serious for some people. And here's, sure. Here's yeah. the, the other caveat, I guess, to our, our boundaries is, we know that alcohol is is detrimental to some people. Absolutely. And it literally was nearly detrimental to us in our mm-hmm. relationship. Like mm-hmm. but to some people it, it almost is like a life and death situation. Yeah. And so knowing that we also have to be mindful and respectful of that of others. And so like mm-hmm. um I think of, you know, friends that I know who've struggled with alcohol mm-hmm. or you know, people you might not even encounter, like whenever, like we are representing, you know, a, a bigger thing, a a thing that is greater than us. We're also representing ourselves. Every time we're out in public, we're representing our families. Like, like we are, we are standing for something that is more than us. And to Mm -hmm. be able to like help people or stand with people, because I remember going through the seasons when I was trying not to drink. I don't know that I ever saw anyone not drinking in the places that I would go. Mm. And again, I'm going, you know, I would still go out with my friends. And that was such a focus for you. Well, it was like, I, I just had this like, oh, I wish there would be one person yeah. that wasn't doing this. And I'm, you know. I'm probably the stupid one for like putting myself in these situations, but it was like, these are, <laughs> I'm at I don't a bar have other at 3 friends. <laughs> where's, where's my guy? <laughs> I don't have other friends in this. So like, I'm going to, yeah. I'm rolling with the crew, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Oh, what if there was just one person like that would be, that would be cool. And mm-hmm. in those moments of like those extremes, yep. but then like knowing who you're with, knowing who you're around and uh, you know, it's like, what what if there was one person and what if you could be that one person that maybe they're looking for to say yeah. like I've struggled with it in the past everyone here is drinking except you like I can like having mm-hmm. that common ground to relate to like you 
that even just an encouragement it's like oh it's possible like yeah. we're having a good time i don't yeah. have to do it and that's the thing you don't have to do it like it's mm-hmm. not it's not a necessity and sometimes i think the right answer is not doing it um absolutely in certain cases and you've even said there's been times you know where it's like okay he's about to go on like a guy's trip or there's a bachelor party or something like that and you have been like i don't know you kind of assess the situation and you're like oh you know he's gonna be there and i know that he struggled with it so like i might not drink tonight or um or even like he's young and he's really looking up to me and has made that known. So like, I'm not going to drink like little things like that, like having an awareness with it too, because it, it is such, it can be such a big deal to yeah people. But that's why I love the fact that we're talking about it because yeah, in those situations, sometimes I feel like it can, you can be doing it for the wrong reason of yeah. like, oh, I want to look better than I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I'm trying to be totally. more righteous than you are and by not drinking. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but then it, then to, to then go back and next weekend when you're at home with your wife alone and it's just you two, you have a glass of wine. And it's like, well, to this, to this kid, I look like I don't totally, drink. And totally. I'm, I'm a super stand-up guy. Yeah. But in reality, I, you know, on the low, I don't have an issue with it. It's just like I'm trying to be, a, you know, a good example. No, it's for a balance. You. And because then that too deals with what makes you think that not drinking, not having a drink is better. Like that isn't exactly. better. You know what I mean? So like. And that's why I'm glad that we're, we're actually like talking about mm-hmm. this because these are the questions that like when I look up to role models, it's like, oh, we are you really telling time. me you don't drink at all? Because uh-huh. if you don't, that's cool. But it's like. But like why? Well, it's like, and I can totally understand why, but it's like, is that really your stance on it? Because uh-huh. I feel like a lot of people, when we when we do ask people, it's like, no, I do. And you're kind of shocked. It's like, wait, you do? Yeah. Like, oh, so what, like, what is really your stance on it? And I, and I think it's just, it's interesting to yeah. hear, like, the reality of what people think about it. And I, it's... I don't know that I've really heard anyone go into it as in depth as maybe we are right now. And so I hope this is just kind of like a breath of fresh air. And that's not to say that we could be wrong. Like, I, I'm not saying that, again, we've done a lot of things wrong. We've we've learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. And I would not recommend going down our path to figure out, mm-hmm. you know, where we've gotten to today. But, um, but there's so many things, like, I would say... I would say that the thing, and I we, we said this at dinner probably this year sometime, but we're all eating around the table, or, or all us, just me and him and then the girls. But I was like, I just want this home to be such an open, mm-hmm. vulnerable place. I want our kids to see us struggle, ask questions, disagree, not understand, I want them to know that it's okay mm-hmm. to question. I don't want them to to be people, honestly, kind of how I was. I don't want them to be people who just grab on to the first thing that they hear. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's bad. And now I'm going to tell this person that's bad. And now I'm judging them because I think it's bad because this person said it's bad. No. Like, I remember my sister and... and 
Um, she's one of my best friends and she wouldn't mind me saying this at all. So, um, hi Brooke, if you're listening, but, um, <laughs> she used to, I mean, it was like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. No, all, all of us do. All of their roommates <laughs> do. Although <laughs> I'll never forget. I mean, you could be cracking open a 2%, what an apple orchard. And it was like, you heathen. Like she was so aggressively against drinking and, you know, that that's up to her to explain why. Um, and I'm sure I can give you a few reasons. But in her mind, that's what she truly believed. It was like you and I'm sure a lot of it was fear. Like I, I remember being super fearful and that led to a lot of crazy like, no, Seth, I don't want you to do this. And it's like, what? Um, but the girl, it's like even she watching her and her journey go from like, you should never drink. I don't drink. You should absolutely never drink you can't handle it. I'm judging you if you're drinking to hmm, maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe I've been a little aggressive. Maybe I'm wrong to now like literally being able to handle it in a healthy way. So like, I think it's so important spiritually. There's so many, I mean, we just watched a documentary last year and I think the credits were rolling and we just like stared at the sky for like 30 minutes and um, just questioning like, what you don't remember no what's what? it called Make it the one that like your friend on no <laughs> right like... no that's how it felt though after we watched it we were like um is everything we believe a lie um john oh, oh yes yeah yes. i don't we watched called, it but... i know I, I forget but it was just this documentary on like it just is like whatever. everything that you grew up knowing about knowing and believing and we were like has a different take on it you're just like just a very valid, different, opposite, whatever. So, like, it is, It is. I think it's so important to, like, I love having this conversation. I love being able, right. and I think we are absolutely in a place of humility to be like, look, we, we don't yeah. know, but we, I think are, I think for the first time, I would say, um, in this area, we're we're so close to like we're closer than we've been we're we're yeah. closer than we've ever been to just like a solution and maybe it's something that will be ever changing forever there Absolutely. might be a day that we wake up and we're like look we're never gonna drink again who knows no. um but what we're confident in right now i can say is that no alcohol is not a bad thing that's up to you to make it a bad thing or if you can handle it or not or maybe it's necessary to set some boundaries maybe you and your significant other um, or partner or spouse or whatever, maybe you need to have a conversation. Maybe it is unhealthy for you. Maybe you or your partner doesn't even see it and you just know, like, look, I'm uh, this, this has gotten a little out of hand because um, there's absolutely been times where, like, I know Seth isn't strong enough, but I know I'm struggling. But because he's struggling too, I'm chilling. Like, I know he's not going to call me out, so I'm not going to call him out because I don't want accountability. Like, there's so many no. different seasons and all that kind of stuff, but don't be afraid to, like, have that conversation and be like, all right, should we set some boundaries? Do we need some Or how do we want to handle this in our home? How do we want to treat this with our kids? How do we – because that, that, was, that was probably the biggest turning point for us was, like, having kids, and we're like, okay, they're getting older now. Like mm – -hmm. <laughs> Kennedy no, wants a sip and we have to tell her no and yeah what are we you know no I definitely think boundaries are are almost 
Yeah, I would say boundaries are a necessity. Like you have to In have every some area. type of boundary. You have to have some type. But then when you can operate in those boundaries, you know, it can still be a, you know, it, not a bad thing and, and even a healthy, a yeah. good thing. But I, I think even too, as we talk about this, I know we've kind of gravitated to just like alcohol. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it really applies to almost anything. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, like if I get a hit from eating cookies, like sugar, mm-hmm. like is that really that different totally. than alcohol and the way that I go about using it or abusing it? And yep. what is my relationship like with these do I material need earthy it? things? Like, yeah. yeah, do I? And even like, you know, I guess it all kind of comes under the under the umbrella of health. Like, mm-hmm. are you being healthy with it? And not just physically healthy, but emotionally and spiritually. Or is it ruling you? Like, is it? Right. Some, are is you it, dependent on it? Or are you in control? Exactly. And so, like, again, we're talking, uh, obviously, with our experience with with drinking and, and alcohol, and I think that is a very niche, 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 whatever you want to say, <laughs> um, topic. Mm-hmm. But I also think it, this this concept applies to more than just alcohol mm-hmm. and more than just drugs and and. and you almost really have to kind of look at these things in every aspect mm-hmm. of your life. And I think when you when you do and you wrestle with these topics like this and you come to a place of of like, oh, I feel like my life is in balance, that is when you really start to mm-hmm. just, I feel like you are then living a better life than you used to. And actually something my dad always would say growing up is balance is, <coughs> balance is the key to life. And as a kid, I was like, yeah great cool what does (laughs) that mean like but as i get older i definitely realize that more like Mm -hmm. i see the truth in it more of like you know not everything is bad not everything is good some things are bad some things are good but like where do you walk the line with certain things like that Mm -hmm. balancing act is kind of an ever-changing thing based on the season of life you're in and so it's not that every day i'm doing xyz maybe there are some things that you do but it's like yeah xyz can change to abc depending on the season and you just i mean anything can become unhealthy A, a super healthy diet a super healthy workout routine could become unhealthy mentally physically emotionally so it just, yeah, I think at the end of the day, as long as I know Seth and I are on the same page, as long as we're able to have open dialogue, comfortable, non-judgmental, open, vulnerable conversation about these kind of things, because um, it does matter and it does make an impact. And whether we talk about it or not, our kids are getting, we, we are shaped, like we're shaping them the most. We are shaping their opinions on alcohol, on drugs, on money, on, I mean, everything. Yeah. Um, whether we are trying to or not. So just like my parents, we didn't really talk about it ever, but they shaped big time um, our opinions and views on it. So as long as we're together and we're, you know, in agreement, yeah, like you're good. Well, that and as long as I feel like, as long as you're pursuing your moral compass, whatever that is for us, that's you know, the Bible is like our yeah our ruler, 
and, and kind of what we go back to. So like, you know, but whatever that is for you, if you're not a Christian, like, okay, what, how are you choosing to live your life and what are mm. you choosing to live it by? And I would even ask like, why are you choosing that? But, you know, when you can answer those questions, mm-hmm. that I think is when you when you begin to live a more fulfilled mm-hmm. life. Yeah, for sure. Well, that, that was we an got? interesting <laughs> episode. I know it was I very it was very um interesting to talk there. about though. It is. It was very. It's very interesting to talk about. I know it makes me like think and question <coughs> even now. <Excuse> you know. <laughs> I hope we didn't. Um, ramble too much and i know we start or maybe you feel more lost than you did before (laughs) (laughs) but hey welcome to the club it's fine um no it's i'm i'm very thankful that we got to talk to you guys about this and um won't be the last time i'm sure but we hope you guys have a wonderful wonderful day yes again thank you for all of our listeners podcast family we greatly appreciate you we love you Yes. And every Thursday. Tune in. <laughs> and sorry, I cut you off. No, you're good. But, but yeah. Oh, go ahead. I cut you off again. What? Go. Just say whatever you need to say. No, I, I was just, you know, I thought you, we were signing off. I'm, I'm working with you. Go ahead. Here, go ahead. Go ahead. Good. All right. Again, I'm Seth. And I'm Jackie. This is Never TMI, and we are signing off. Peace out.